0: Hello again it's Dan Olds and we are here with another OrionX download. With me as always is my co-host Shaheen Khan. Hey Shaheen how you doing? I'm doing well I'm actually physically there with you today for a We challenge. are physically in, in the same beautiful place. beautiful Beaverton, Oregon. Beautiful downtown Beaverton the jewel of the Pacific Northwest as they call it. So I hear yes. Interesting today our topic we're gonna to be talking about data. Data. Why it's important, how it's important, how to protect it. Uh, definitely data
1: is now a real asset? Monetization of data is real? Maybe the most important asset. Increasingly the most important asset? Yes. Uh, And that really was the impetus to the paper you wrote. Was that? Yeah. When there's an outage, it's not just that you're out, you're also not collecting data. That's
0: the thing. It's what happens if you either lose some data, or let's say that uh, your organization lost a day's worth of data. What would happen then? Could you build customers? Probably not. Right, so if you make the analogy with
1: oil, it means you're not excavating for a whole day. You're not yeah. explo... Yeah, yeah. you're not building, of you're ground, not yeah. driving, you're not doing you're anything. not collecting, yeah.
0: And plus all the employees that are just sitting around.
1: Now that part is part of the downtime. Yes. When, you're, when you have a downtime, people can't work, they can't be productive. Uh, so that part is the traditional outage analysis. The part that was new that your paper pointed to was the fact that you're actually not collecting data. Yes, that means your main data asset is not accumulating like it should be. So that's that's a big loss a itself big that needs to be measured and have a framework so we know. And that's how much what it we costs.
0: that's what we tried to do is we tried to put some. Uh, well, I tried to put some. Um, Ways to compute the value. Yeah, you put a, of you your put a frame data framework around it yeah. with um, the type of data, the size of the data, uh, the convertibility of the data. Some right. data is more valuable than other data, in that some data, like for instance, uh, customer invoices, that's convertible to cash right. right away as long as you can get to it. Right. Other data, like historical data, isn't. Right. Uh, also, reproducibility: Can you reproduce that data? How timely is the data? All that goes That's into true. figuring Data's, out. Yeah.
1: Traditionally, if data is stale and old, the value may drop.
0: Yeah.
1: It probably does drop until something points to it and then it, mm-hmm. its value shuts up, shoots up again and then it comes back down. Yeah. But in the process of that article and the paper, the company that kept coming up was Linbit. Yes. And Linbit is the commercial company that <coughs> delivers solutions based on DRBD and other, da- other added software.
0: Yes, and so we thought that since we're both in Beaverton, why don't we go to Limbit's, at least their their other headquarters, which is in Beaverton, and talk with them. Go straight to the horse's mouth. Well, let's introduce our guest. We're with Brian Hellman at the Limbit's US headquarters. He is the Chief Operating Officer and also Head of Operations for the United States. For Limbit, that's right. For Limbit. Say hi, Brian. Hey Dan,
2: hey Shane.
0: How you doing? Thanks for joining us, Brian. <laughs> or letting Thanks. us join you as it is. We're no, doing That's pretty true. well. That is actually what's happening. Yes, we're in their palatial conference room right now. Yes, I love this are. conference room. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Wrap around windows. Plus a Wheel of Fortune there that, uh, not sure what that does, but I know that movie and pizza day's on there.
2: <laughs> well, anytime anybody gets a sale, that gets spun.
0: Ah. Okay. That's
2: and then cool. we go do stuff depending upon what people land on.
0: Right. Much cheaper than actually paying on commissions. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Brian, tell
2: us a little about Linbit. So Linbit um, was originally founded in 2001. We started out with developing DRBD, which is a block level replication software for Linux. Now what does that really mean? So it, it, the module itself is in the Linux kernel. It, it, de- it replicates data in real time between multiple points. Hmm. So as the software has um, progressed, it's now capable of mirroring data locally and remote simultaneously.
0: Eh, okay. OK, that's very useful.
1: But because it's part of the Linux kernel, it means that applications can use it Without really having to do anything because it's already there. You don't yeah. Have to install it really,
2: right? Yeah. It actually sits so it, as long as you have a kernel that's newer than 2.633, thirty three, which I believe is anything rel six and above, um, the kernel is already in, included with it. Um, it sits below the application layer, so the application it's application agnostic. Anything.
0: So, if it's already why? a part of it, what do we need you for?
2: So we deal with. <laughs> Is that a jerky question?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a very nice question.
2: No, it's a a question we get asked all the time, and the reality is is that we develop the software. Um, We sell service and support around the software. Depending upon what you're doing with the software, um, it's not something that's very trivial. So it it can be a little bit difficult to set up and get right. High availability is, if done wrong, can actually equate to more downtime than it would be if you didn't Mm -hmm. do it right. So that's, that's really what we focus on is we're the specialists that deal with implementing and supporting the solution.
1: So, so you need the fundamental tool that replicates yeah. data at the block level, not the file level, at yeah. the block level. Yeah. But if you want to use that capability to make your applications be highly available or have disaster recovery or do automatic storage replication, that stuff starts being complicated. Getting
0: specialized.
1: Well, you need one. to know what you're doing. Yeah. And you know if you do know what you're doing, then great. But it is usually difficult.
0: OK. And in probably AK, something you want
1: some support for. Uh, you probably do. And it's advisable that you do. Because uh, in those situations, cockpit errors are one of the top reasons why you do get outages. Mm. And as uh, Brian was saying, if you don't know what you're doing, you're better off not doing it at all. So just because it's in there doesn't mean you click a button and it's all good. You have to, you have to really set it up.
0: And pl- I mean, so in a way, you're kind of like how Red Hat is to Linux. You are to Linux high availability? Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: Good. I nailed that one. <laughs> right on the head. <laughs> we can yeah. stop now. this. I can stop now. It'll <laughs> <laughs> leave them wanting more. That's, that's great. Um, so tell us more about Limbit. What else do you guys do?
2: So, outside of doing the local replication, we do the long distance replication, as I'd mentioned. Um, additionally, how long l- the distance. Um, Any distance. Any distance. As long as you're attached to a network. Yes. So we actually replicate between our office here in Beaverton, Oregon, all the way over to Vienna, Austria, Ah, and we do so without impacting the application performance whatsoever. That
0: was the next question. What kind of overhead are we looking at?
2: Um, For the the Linux kernel module itself, I believe is around 200 kilobytes or so. So it's very small. just as a proof of concept, we've set this thing up on Raspberry Pis. We built a cluster. Mm-hmm. We built a cluster of those to replicate between. That's cool. Um, and then we've gone all the way up to the supercomputing. We've worked with some of the biggest names in the industries, uh, like storage vendors, network mm-hmm. vendors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mellanox is one of our partners. Okay. We're doing a lot of work in the RDMA field right now. All right.
0: So, is your product under the covers with a lot of these companies, vendors?
2: There are numerous appliances that ship a high availability component, and we're, we're that component. And a okay. couple of
0: cloud
1: providers, I understand?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when you're dealing with cloud, you deal with scale, and yeah. the cost of a SAN or NAS doesn't really scale very well when you're talking tens of thousands of nodes, yeah. especially when you're trying to deploy these in an automated fashion. So when you deal with software, that's much easier. So sure. we'll be used in these cloud providers and they'll just roll us out like they do anything else okay. across so tens I of thousands you, of nodes. Whenever
1: I see high availability or resilience or disaster recovery, or you know, anything that implies you know, high levels of uh, availability, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't see another vendor's name in there, my assumption is that it's Linbit underneath. Really? I think so. It's pretty basic. Uh, Brian would know better, but I don't know to what extent I don't think he can he'll share. Tell us,
2: <laughs> if it's running Linux, chances are that it's our software. It's a no-brainer. If it's high yeah. availability, first of all, all of them are running Linux.
1: Yeah, it's already in the kernel. True, true. It does what it is you need to do, and if you're running a cloud, you're not going to go get it from a proprietary vendor who's going to charge you millions of dollars mm-hmm. for it. Nope. So suddenly, going with Limbit becomes a relatively no-brainer option and then you mm-hmm. you know the article you wrote you know and now you look at their website is like almost 1.6 million downloads yeah. for HA software we're that's not talking about job. like you know personal productivity we're not or talking about an app on your phone you're talking about a data center grade yeah. industrial strength software 1.6 billion you have to wonder who doesn't have it
0: that's an awful lot yeah you said million, right? Million. Okay, I thought you Did said billion for a second. Billion.
1: Yeah, but I guess not. I don't think we have that many data centers. I don't think so either. So, uh, so Brian, I look at your da- your 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 website, and it says Linbit HA, Linbit DR for disaster recovery, Linbit SDS for software defined storage. Would you take us a little bit through how you look at the market and what your what your product These packaging products, products like? do?
2: Yeah. So the Linbit HA is high availability. That's what our core competency is. That's what we've been doing since 2001. The disaster recovery aspect of it came around 2008. We had a customer, um, I believe it was the nat- National Weather Society in uh, Europe. Mm. They wanted to transfer large chunks of data across their ISDN line, but of oh. course this impeded their application performance yeah. because ISDN super slow. So we came up with this product. Um, Linbit DR that is able to buffer the writes without impacting performance locally, and then transfer them over the wire as bandwidth is available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's how we do the the long distance stuff. So okay, Linbit okay. SDS, as we as we we're going toward the cloud infrastructure and everything's out there, and we're talking scalability. Um, DRBD has been evolving as well. Mm-hmm. So it, prior to last year, we were doing one-to-one replication, or if you got fancy with it, you could do stacked resources and get up to four nodes of replication. Now we can do one-to-31 in a spoke-like fashion, so one-to-many replications of a single resource. So you can actually, in a DRBD pool, as we call it now, you can actually have thousands of nodes. Now, okay. but you can only have the data set mirrored up to thirty-one times, which I, we've never seen it. That's most, a
0: huge. That's not a very big limitation. I mean
2: thirty one copies of your data is a pretty big deal. Yeah, the most we've seen is four. Okay. So, so four <laughs> copies of the data, that's you know, after that everyone's like, Okay, it's on you know, it's on RAID. And then it's also spanned across four nodes with redundancy built Different throughout. geographic
0: locations.
2: Yeah, the likelihood that that's going to happen where something, where all of those systems go offline simultaneously is slim to none.
1: So in fact, I was going to ask you, I see especially with SUSE, they use the word geoclustering. Mm-hmm. So that's another word for disaster recovery. And well, I understand that that also is like a joint collaboration between Limbit and SUSE.
2: Yeah, we it? actually developed uh, about 60% of the components of that offering in-house here at Linbit. Um So with that solution you're able to mirror data between multiple data centers and then also do automatic failover. So if wow. a data center falls off, you can transition the entire data center to another data center within minutes um, uh-huh. And I say minutes because you need to make sure the other data center is really offline prior to bringing yeah. the new one online. Yeah, you would not want
0: that to be a split second decision.
2: No, no, it's it's gener- it, It's configurable to as much time as you want, but we generally set it to around three to five minutes. Okay. Um, so to with prove it's really dead. Yeah.
0: Not just half dead.
2: Yeah, it needs to be all the way dead. Yeah. But with uh, with that offering. Um, we use a product called Booth, which is what we, we had developed uh-huh. And that enables us to, that enables us to mirror the data and make uh, intelligent decisions as to whether or not to promote a data center to a primary.
1: All right, And then I saw a press release that had to do with Oracle Dyn, mm-hmm. This is when DNS records are flipped. So that traffic is automatically redirected to a different data center, even though the address on the packets was the you know not have to change. Uh, does that change the time frame of you know flipping it to a different data center, or is that still kind of a few minutes? And it's in fact, you know, how, what's it, what what's going on
2: between between
1: Linbit and Oracle Dyn?
2: So we partnered with them to provide this dynamic DNS. Uh, hence the name dns. and the reason for that being is we are able to fail over between data centers but you still have this issue of customers trying to access the data, and if the IP address changes, which most likely it's going to if it's in a different part of the country, you need a means of, of accessing that, and that's generally through a DNS name oh, or a URL, and with DynDNS, part of the failover process can be to initiate that DNS transfer from pointing to your old data center to your new data center and that all happens again within that 3 to 5 minute time frame. Okay. Okay. I see.
1: Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Now you mentioned that DR has been around the D- the disaster recovery solution has been around since 2008. Correct. So that's already some years?
0: Almost 10 years.
1: Yeah. So one would say that the wrinkles are probably ironed out of that one? I would think so. <laughs> yeah. But but that reminded me uh, how,
2: how old is the company? How,
1: how, you know, give us a little bit of a
2: history of Linbit. So, Linbit itself was founded in 2001. DRBD development actually started in 1999 uh, as part of a college thesis from Philip Reisner. Um, at his school, the mail server continually went down and it was due to failing hardware So, to mitigate this so he could actually get his mail, his email. Um he created this software called DRBD. And that that enabled that is a pretty cool story. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he was solving a real world problem. He couldn't That's the thing, is that when you're solving your own real world problem,
0: that's great. That's a great foundation for any company.
2: Yeah, so that's he did that and then around I believe um two thousand or so he met Lars Ellenberg and then they started formulating what would soon become LinBit, the company in two thousand one. Uh, 2008 rolls around and we had founded the US office and we've been here since. Mm. And just growing like a weed consistently. Very nice. That's great. There you go. Yeah.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, this has been interesting.
1: You know, I love the story. I, you know, I saw your article in the register with 1.6 million downloads and it's such an unexpected piece of Data center software puzzle. I mean,
0: You'd expect millions of downloads for Angry Birds. Yeah, exactly. but not that kind of download for enterprise. Not HA. calm,
1: resilient, highly available birds. Yes, yes,
0: yes. Well, thank you so much for the time, Brian. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. And we'll be back uh, soon with another Orion X download.
1: Excellent.